I'm wondering if you have a memory of a moment in time where something so significant happened that it's like burned into your brain and you can recall that moment even years later. Maybe it was when you first saw the footage of those planes crashing into the towers in New York and you realised that the world was going to change forever. Maybe you've got a memory a bit like that associated with this virus that's kicking around at the moment. You might, like me, have a moment in your life that doesn't look as significant from the outside to others. Something that might look fairly ordinary looking in at as somebody else, but that has some real significance for you. I can remember a moment like that in my life when I was 18 and um, I just happened to be in the town where I was born in South Africa and I was riding a bike through that town. It must have been a little before 10 at night and I went past a friend of mine's house and all the lights were off but I could see into the front room where the TV was and there sitting on the couch by himself bathed bathed in flickering, oh I've got a friend, bathed in flickering blue light was my friend's father and he was just a really great guy, someone who I, who I really respect. Um, he was uh, an electrician, um, is still an electrician with a small business uh, and it was one of those moments where just looking at him by himself on the couch late at night with everyone else in the family asleep, I had this picture of what it means to be a father and a husband. Uh, South Africa is not the most secure place and for a blue collar uh, worker like uh, this man was, um, living in town, uh, there were safety issues. The economy there was pretty sketchy at the time as well. And I just thought, this man who has a wife and two daughters and a son, in some ways, all this responsibility rests on his shoulders. He, uh, against the background of a sketchy economy, has to put food on the table and pay for a roof to go over their heads. Um, and I wondered at that moment whether I would ever be up for that kind of responsibility. I thought as an 18 year old, I don't think I could do that. As much as I admired this man, I thought that's beyond me. I don't think other people could ever rely on me to the degree which this man's family are relying on him. I tell you that story in reference to quite a well-known passage from the 11th chapter of Matthew's Gospel where Jesus is talking to his disciples about the fact that God the Father is revealing himself through the Son. In other words, it's raining leaves. In other words, God is showing himself in the world through Jesus. And then, as if to illustrate what this looks like, Jesus says this in verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. If you're not sure exactly what that passage is about, I'm going to go into that a little bit, particularly the language of yoke, uh, because I remember a few years ago, uh, we were having a Bible study with a fairly new Christian sitting around in our lounge room, 
And we were looking at that passage and the question was asked, what does this mean? Anyway, after a bit of a pause, as people were thinking about what Jesus might mean, the, the new Christian in our midst said, I'm not exactly sure what Jesus means, but I'm pretty sure it's something to do with eggs. Um, it's not got anything to do with eggs as much as I love that answer. A yolk uh, is a device that is fashioned generally in Jesus' day out of timber to fit on the shoulders of a beast of burden. And um, this device is like hitched to something like a plow. So it's got this connotation of like weight and responsibility and task. And you might have heard of people talk this way, of Christians talk this way about an element of their faith, like their walk with Jesus and, and, and the responsibility or the weight of it. One dimension of the yoke language that I think isn't often spoken about, at least not in my hearing, is that a yoke isn't something that just one animal wears to pull a plow. It's actually intended to join two or more beasts together so that they can pull in the same direction. And so one of the implications of what Jesus is saying is that his yoke, that thing which he invites us to take on, will join us to other people, whether that's to him or to uh, his community. In this instance, it's really one and the same thing because Jesus and the New Testament talks time and time again about the fact that those things are related. To be connected with Jesus is to be connected to his people. In the writings of John, John talks about Jesus being the vine and we the branches. In Paul's writing, Paul talks about uh, Jesus' community as the body of Christ with Jesus at the head. To take Jesus' yoke on means to take on not just a relationship with him, like a vertical relationship, but a set of horizontal relationships with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And as I talk, particularly to new Christians, this is one of the things that's really the most difficult for people to get their head around. It's a nice idea maybe to have this vertical relationship with the creator of the universe who wants to know about us and has our best intentions at heart and wants to be in a relationship with us and all that great stuff. It's maybe less of a nice idea to think that we have that go along with that, this set of relationships to other people. And um, particularly for those who are grappling with Christianity, with Christians, I hear things said like, well, I'm not much of a singer, or I don't know if I'd be available every week to hang out with uh, a group of Christians, that kind of thing. But throughout history in Scripture, there is like this meeting of the vertical and the horizontal. They go together to be a friend of Jesus, a subject of Jesus, to be in relationship with Jesus and God means to be in relationship with God's people. And um, I think that's what's so challenging about this moment in time. COVID has kind of thrown the way that we relate horizontally into a little bit of disorder, right? Like the way that we normally 
interact with God's people is not there. The patterns and rhythms of it when we come and see one another at church and sing together or whatever it is that's changed. It's been thrown into a bit of disarray. And because of the entanglement for us, the, the appropriate entanglement or mixing of the horizontal, I just did the vertical symbol with horizontal, you know what I mean? The vertical relationship with God and the horizontal relationship with his people. How we relate to God feels affected by these changes that are happening in how we relate to one another. Chris spoke, I think, really well last week about the opportunity that is in this moment, though. As we are grappling with changes on the horizontal plane with our brothers and sisters and what it means to be the church and that kind of stuff, there's an opportunity to kind of calibrate it all afresh. As I thought about the yoke language that Jesus, is, that Jesus used in the passage that I read, it's almost like we get a chance to take the yoke off so that it can be fitted again. And perhaps, I think, fitted again for a new kind of task, fitted in a way that's going to be more appropriate for the work that is ahead of us. Now, that's not easy. And... Um, part of that kind of horizontal integration that's happening, that new fitting on a horizontal level uh, in the age of COVID uh, is, is, is challenging, not just for us, it's challenging for Graham. Uh, I know because I've heard him groaning from his office this week as he's tried to make this increasingly complicated schedule of our life together as a community fit. But I know like it's tricky for, for so many of you out there, you, you miss the way that things have been, you you feel a sense of loss because um, you're not getting to connect with God and God's community in the way that you have become accustomed to. But I think if God is calling us to something new, it's worth getting that fitting right so that when the yoke of community is placed upon us again in a fuller sense. It's there to sit for the next season, you know, it works, it's comfortable, it's at a point where where we're at in terms of our growth, it has the most purchase and we can pull the weight forward that God wants us to take forward together. One of the opportunities of this time is as we contemplate how things change on the horizontal there is also some thinking that we might do about the way that we relate to God. And maybe some of us are finding that our relationship with God was so entangled and connected with how we did things on that horizontal level that we're feeling a disconnection from God. We're feeling maybe our faith, our relationship with Jesus is suffering somehow. And what I really want to encourage you to do this week and what we're going to talk about in our small groups is what do we need to do before we take on the yoke of community for the season ahead? What do we need to do to make sure that it's right like this? I think Cornerstone is going to be best served. That yoke is going to fit best if you are where you should be with Jesus. And maybe the sense of disarray, the sense of disconnection that we're feeling at the moment is an invitation to say, Jesus, maybe I'm laying down and have laid down some of the things that have 
kept me connected to you. As I think back about that memory of seeing my father, my friend's father through the window, um, these years later, now that I'm a father, I think about it differently because actually the responsibility that I have to my kids and to Sharon is actually my greatest joy. Um, that helps me to make sense of the rest of my life, even with the mess and uh, the cost and the time that's involved. I'm actually most at peace when I'm in that place where the responsibilities, the weight, the burden, the yoke that I've taken on is the people who are around me. Love makes that easy. And I think it's the same for our relationships with the body of Christ, being a part of God's people, being a part of the church. It can be tricky sometimes. It can look like a burden, but actually when we take it on, when it fits properly, we're at peace and the world makes sense. We're connected to God. I'm going to pray for you in a moment. I love the way that Jesus finishes this invitation to take on his yoke. He says, Take it on and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I want to dig into that a little bit the next time I preach, which is very soon. But that's the promise. Hey, I'm praying that that's what's in store for you, that you come to that place of finding um, Jesus' yoke upon you with your brothers and sisters and it feels like you're where you're supposed to be, like the world makes sense, like there's peace. It's a light and joyous yoke to carry. Have a great week together. See ya.